Today on episode number 743 of the School of Podcasting, we're going to talk about my new book, Profit From Your Podcast. You can find it at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com. And I've been out on the book tour and I'm coming back with tales. And what happens if you attract the wrong audience? What do you do with them? I'm going to explain how somebody is making a living with the quote, wrong audience. And a great because of my podcast story. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your multi-award winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. This is where I help you plan your podcast and grow your influence. My website is School of Podcasting. Dot com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And yeah, we got to start off with that. I am now a multi-award winning podcaster. The School of Podcasting won Best Technology back in 2017 at the People's Choice Podcast Awards. You can find that at podcastawards.com. And... I won again this year, Best Technology. So I now have really cool bookends for my bookshelves. Yay! And I want to thank uh, Todd Cochran and everyone over at podcastawards.com. Todd has actually, and I'm not making this up, got death threats for that. So there's there's sore losers, and then there's death threats. I mean, that's a whole other level. And I really, the other person I need to thank is you, because without your votes... That wouldn't happen. And so I deeply, deeply appreciate that. It's humbling and uh, just thanks. It's it's kind of cool. So the other thing I wanted to thank you for is last week, my book that I wrote last year finally came out. This is the joy of working with a publisher and the joys of, well, COVID. Yeah. The book, Profit From Your Podcast, Proven Strategies to Turn Listeners into a livelihood. The Kindle book is currently available. And hey, when I go to profitfromyourpodcast.com, the paperback, it says, hey, there are only 13 in stock. So it is actually in stock. If you ordered the book, it should be on its way. And I realize there are many people, I want to thank Dave Hooper from Big Podcast, who said, hey, I keep getting this thing saying, do you still want this book? And for all of you that didn't say no, I appreciate that. And it is now the number one. Now, this is one of those where it's like, always be careful of stats. We always talk about it is currently the number one new release in blogging and blogs category. Yay! But I could say I I was number one on Amazon. Okay, sure. So always be careful when people go, yeah, I was the number one bestseller in blogging and blogs. Okay, so, but... The difference with this book is if you go out and buy, I don't know, the last five books on how to make money with your podcast, I'm going to say, and this is just my opinion, but I'm pretty sure if you go out and try them, 90% of those, it's one page on affiliate marketing and the other 95% of the book is how to start a podcast. That is not this book. If you want to learn how to start a podcast, there's a website. It's called the School of Podcasting. Use the coupon code LISTENER to save 20%. 
This is actual proven strategies. This is what you can do. And I uh, I gave a copy to Chris Kermitzos. He's the uh, guy behind PodFest. And he called me back and he said, well, this is like really good. And I was like, which I really appreciate it. One of the things you need to do is find people that will tell you if you are not good. And so Chris was the guy when we were at uh, Podcast Movement and I accident, I had a a shaving accident where my electric razor had, you know how things adjust during flight. And I literally grabbed my razor and where I normally have kind of a, I have a beard and I just had one big stripe where it was gone. And I said, can I get away with that? And he was like, no, you need somebody to go. Uh, no. And so the, the thing he said is it's a lot like a white paper. And what I did is I interviewed probably, I quote or interviewed 70 different people in this book. So it's not just my stories of making money with your podcast. And so the nice thing, here's kind of a, because of my podcast story, I reached out when the book was coming out and I said, hey, if your audience is interested in promoting yourself with a podcast and using it for monetization, and for the record, you don't have to make money with your podcast, but if that's something you're trying to do, this book will help you. And again, you can just go to profitfromyourpodcast.com and buy the book there. And what was great is I said, hey, if that would be a fit for your audience, I would love to be interviewed on your podcast. And a bunch of people in my audience reached out and said, hey, Dave, why don't you come on? And they're actually even more that we're lining up. And so thought I thought what I would do today is kind of go around the book tour. And it's my way of saying thanks to people who were nice enough to have me on the show. And speaking of nice enough, one of the nicest guys on the planet is Ross Brand. He is LivestreamUniverse.com. If you want to know about live streaming, he is the guy And I got to tell you, I had some pretty cool live streaming and I'll I'll have some insights into Amazon that I didn't know. We're going to be talking about that as we go along. But man, Ross has got live streaming down. He is the king of live streaming. And so we were talking about because of my podcast stories. In fact, you'll hear Ross's a little later in this episode. And we were talking about the different jobs that I've got from my podcast. And here's my story about how I got a job at Libsyn. I literally got let go and I'd been podcasting for 10 years and I could see where, you know, teaching Microsoft office was, had had seen its heyday. And I was like, well, this podcasting thing is going up. And I had the school of podcasting and I was going to, I, at one point I did that full time. And then my wife at the time was like, we need health benefits. And I was like, okay. So that's when I went back into getting a teaching job. And uh, so that teaching job was gone. And I was like, well, where could I work that I would be uh, okay looking at my friends and saying, this is where you want to, you know, do your podcasting stuff. And that was Libsyn. So yeah. I knew the um, the vice president. I'd actually done a podcast with him many, many, many moons ago. And uh, I just called him up and I said, this could be a really awkward conversation. He's like, oh, all right, I'll play. What's up? And I go, well, the bad news is I just lost my job. And he goes, and the good news is, and I go, I'm available to work for you, buddy. And uh, <laughs> And he's like, well, I I would say, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not like, what are you doing the rest of the day? And I go laundry, literally, I just lost my job. And so it took about two weeks to get the, they're based out of Pittsburgh. I'm in uh, Akron, Ohio. 
And once mm-hmm. we figured out the the taxes and the paperwork, so I now work from home for Libsyn doing tech support. I used to have to take all my vacation days to go to things like podcast movement and podfest and right. things like that. And now I go there for free on Libsyn's dime. Now, granted, I have to stand behind a booth for half the day, but that's fine by me because all the good stuff happens at night when you're doing all the networking. <laughs> Thanks again to Ross. I'll have links to all these shows out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 743. Next up, Jeff Sanders is a super nice guy. He's been doing it a while. He's another guy that if you talk to him, he will say how he got his first sponsor about three years in. Now, he did get a book deal before that, and we talk about that in our interview. But one of the things that Jeff did is he wrote this really detailed blog post about how when you're dealing with sponsors, for Jeff, he doesn't advertise, he doesn't accept an advertiser that he hasn't used and smelled and touched. And basically, he has this thing, you may have heard of it, it's called integrity, and He's. I, I looked into Jeff, and then same thing, Joe Rogan is another guy that won't use sponsors unless he's used them. And so sponsorship is kind of a default thing that a lot of people jump to. They're like, oh, it's like radio. I'll start a podcast, and then I'll get sponsorships. And for the record, that doesn't really work for most people. But the great thing is so many people think you have to have this huge audience, and that's why you can't get sponsors. And in this story, I explain that, no, you can actually get sponsors with a smaller audience. Yeah, it's a really good point. I'm glad you also brought up Tyler Perry because his story is really interesting. And also from the perspective that you know he started small, he grew his, his brand, which is now enormous, and he's a billionaire. But from that perspective, people often think, well, do I have to be a celebrity or a Tyler Perry uh, to have a show that's going to do well? Uh, I mean, in terms of monetization and wanting to have a profit from your show – like how important do you think it is to have either a large audience to begin with or have a celebrity status? Or do you think that someone has a good chance to integrate that podcast into a different means of, of growing a show like from the ground up? Yeah, I know my I think my favorite celebrity podcast was Andrew Dice Clay had one and he was somebody who would appear on the Howard Stern show a lot. And apparently he just thought podcasting was radio because he kept doing like timestamps. Like you'd be 10 minutes into the podcast. And he's like, hey, you listen to the Dice Man. And I'm like, <laughs> it's it's not radio. It's not like people tuned in in the middle. Uh, and it was just horrible. It, it had no – I mean Amy Schumer got paid a lot of money to do a show on Spotify. And it was obvious that she did no prep. Mm. And it didn't do – let's just say it did not uh, meet the expectations. So I, I think you still have to deliver value. And in terms of if I'm nobody, can I start a podcast? I think some of that is going to depend on what the show is about because the more niche you go, the less likely that there's going to be competition. I had a uh, a client of mine. She had a son who was pretty high on the autism spectrum, and she loved Disney. So she started a show called Special Mouse, and it was all about taking people with special needs to amusement parks. And, I mean, she was a guru. She knew every kind of legislation and exactly what these parks had to provide by law. And if something changed, she would scream about it on her podcast and get people to write their congressmen or whatever. And she never had a gazillion downloads. But the people that found that show were like, oh, my gosh, I thought I was the only person going through this. And she had this super uh, inactive Facebook group. And what was interesting is she actually got a sponsor because there was somebody in Florida who specialized in transporting people with special needs. And so she had his target audience. So that's in some cases where you have this target audience that 
people are trying to get to. Thanks to Jeff. If you're trying to get more done, get focused, get organized, definitely check out Jeff's book, 5 a.m. Miracle. He's got a bunch of books. Just go over to jeffsanders.com, 5 a.m. Miracle. That's also, I believe, his books are available on Audible. And a really nice guy, especially if you're trying to get focused and get more done. And one of the reasons I wrote the original book, there was a a predecessor to this book called More Podcast Money, and I was actually going to rewrite it when I was approached by this publisher. Hey, do you want to write a book about making money with your podcast? And I was like, well, it's funny you ask. I'm in the middle of rewriting More Podcast Money, which turned into Profit from Your Podcast. And the reason I wrote the original book is I would talk to people. They had been podcasting for years, and I say, what's the goal of the podcast? And they would like, well, I'd like to make some money with this, at least so that I wasn't spending money. If I could at least just break even, that would be awesome. And I would talk to them and they were waiting for sponsors to come to them. So I was on a show with Carrie Barrett. It's called, I could never do that. And again, we were talking about kind of overcoming fears and things like that. So it wasn't all podcast monetization, but we did talk about the book a little bit. And we talk about, again, how do you actually just get started? How do you find sponsors? And in some cases, it's not sponsors. You can kind of take your audience for a test drive. Are you recommending then that people sort of organically seek out a sponsor that like with a brand that you know or affiliated with? Yeah, don't don't wait for them to come to you. And this is a case also where the more niche your audience is, the better the chance if you find somebody like I had a friend of mine, Lee Silverstein, that uh, his original name of his show was um, the colon cancer podcast. And, but there were products specifically made for colon cancer patients and he could charge top dollar because he had the exact audience that those people were looking for. So he changed his name recently to we have podcast. Cause when you have, when you have, I'm sorry, we have podcast, we have cancer uh, because if you're a cancer patient, Pretty much your whole family has cancer at that point. So uh, depending on how niche you are, yeah, you can reach out to sponsors and go, I have your your target audience you know, right here. It's when you have something – if you try to be everything to everyone, you know, it's the Dave Jackson hour. We're going to talk about whatever. <laughs> that's not going to work. It's just yeah. in, in terms of – and that's where advertising doesn't really work for a lot of people. And I always say so – and it doesn't mean that you, you can't make money. It just that might not be the way – to go. But on the other hand, I have one right now. I have a sponsor for the school of podcasting that's knocking on my door. And that's where for me, anytime I get that, it's like, I've got to use it then I've got to smell it and taste it and whatever. Because before I, even though technically it's not an endorsement, it's just me reading an ad. I want to be able to, to tell my audience, you know, this, I, I tried this. It's good. This is why I like it. This whole nine yards. So I guess it is an endorsement. But on the other hand, if I said, oh, try this, this is the best. And then they get it home. And they're like, wow, this thing fell apart in five minutes. They're not going to believe a word I said. Uh, when I was married, I had stepkids. And I remember the one time uh, he's a great kid, but he decided to lie to us uh, where he was. And it took us a while to get over the fact he's like, well, I'm going down to so-and-so's and we're like, are you really? I'm like, Hmm, you know, so, and all it takes is that one time to, to like, Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll sure. I'll, you can be an, a sponsor on my show and your audience is going to figure out real quick that that doesn't fit or it's not any good or things like that. And I always kind of joke. I say every podcaster starts with the same thing. Typically no audience, right? We're just, it's just mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and integrity. 
And it's a matter of, you know, hopefully when you get to thousands of downloads, you still have integrity. And I'm here to tell you, in the immortal words of Cindy Lauper, money changes everything. I actually just turned down an advertisement deal because it's a competitor of a company of a friend of mine. And look, I'm in the process of moving. I could use a few extra shekels. And speaking of that, if you want to buy the book, that would be great. (laughs) And it was a matter of, okay, do I promote a company that is uh, all right and potentially damage a relationship I have with my friend and a company? And I just went, "Mm, no, I'm doing this for the long haul, the long haul. And I try to get along with everybody and realize that at times is not as easy as it sounds. But for me, I've always said podcasting is a marathon, not a sprint, and there will be other sponsors. And for the record, I really don't look for sponsors for this show. If you say, Dave, you've had a few over the last couple of months. Yeah, I was doing research (laughs) for the record. Usually the sponsor for the show. In fact, let's just do that now if you'd like. And that means I have to put on my radio voice. No. If you would like to start or if you already have a podcast and you want to grow it, check it out. School of Podcasting. Dot com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. What do you get access to? Step-by-step tutorials, a private Facebook group filled with brilliant podcasting minds, and live group coaching. Now, what does that mean to you? That means you're going to create content that you know resonates with your audience. None of this, I wonder if anybody's going to listen to me. No, people will listen to you. I was just doing a group coaching, and Zeta Christian, who is a sweetheart, Uh, She'll be the first to admit that she's not exactly a spring chicken, but she's not old by any means. But some people might go, really? She's doing a podcast? Rituals. It's all about rituals. And she said she had her first month where she went over a thousand downloads. And she started it going, I'm not sure if anybody's going to listen to this. And she said, look, Dave, I know what you're going to say. Monthly stats can be misleading. I'm like, no, no. A thousand downloads is still a thousand downloads. Just realize that most sponsors are looking for that how many downloads per episode, but a thousand downloads a month is cool. And so you can create a podcast that's going to resonate with your audience. You can find out how to get into all the major directories out there. We're going to talk about that in a second and how to start your podcast, grow it, and then build your influence. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. And speaking of growing your audience, I was on the deal casters. Now, this is something that I was like, wow, there's a a couple of things we're going to talk about today that didn't make the book because, again, the book was written a year ago. My publisher told me it was going to take 10 months to basically edit it, do the book cover and all the stuff behind it, which I was kind of like, wait, how is it that it takes nine months to make a human and 10 months to make a book? That's after I turned it in. But It is what it is. And then enter COVID and it's been a year because they're kind of down to a skeleton crew. And so one of the things that didn't exist when I was writing the book was Amazon Live. And the very first interview I did for Profit From Your Podcast was on DealCasters. And these are uh, two guys, Chris and Jeff, and they bring guests on, but they also ask their guests to name three products that are either around their subject, things like that, 
And of course, those products are available in Amazon. And Amazon Live has this cool little carousel underneath the video. And of course, those links are your affiliate links. And I was like, that's kind of a cool little tool. Now, uh, from what I understand, I haven't looked into Amazon Live yet. And if I was, you know who I would ask? Ross Brand. He's the king of live streaming. And uh, what I understand of it from Chris and Jeff is you have to show Amazon products somewhere in your live stream. So I think, now that's kind of third party. I've heard that, but I believe I heard them mention that. I will definitely look into Amazon Live here in the future. But we were talking about the fact, since they are doing something on Amazon Live, about Amazon getting into podcasting. Because after all, the first step of making money with your podcast is to build an audience. Any thoughts on on Amazon uh, launching podcasts in general? Well, number one, I love it. It's another phone book, for lack of a better phrase. It's something that, if you think about it, the phone books make makes it easy to find whatever it is you're looking for. So to me, it's another really, really big phone book, which is great. I love the fact that the formatting of it, if you compare it to something like Spotify and some other apps that, eh, you know, they kind of aren't really right. fully embracing podcasting maybe and all the links work and things like that. So I'm thrilled. I was like, all right, well, well done. And they didn't do in the past. Other companies would make a copy of your file, which created this weird, you had your normal stats and then you would have like your Amazon stats. Well, they're not doing that. So they've, they've learned, I think from other people's mistakes, which is a great strategy, no matter what you're doing. And uh, I'm excited. I know uh, Rob Walsh, who's the vice president of Libsyn, mm-hmm. on the last episode of the feed said after, I think it was a week or a day or something like that, it was already getting more attention than some apps that have been around for years. So it's one of wow. those things where, you know, things jump in and out of, of podcasting. and You're never sure exactly what the impact is going to be. And Rob said, we probably won't know till the end of November exactly how many people are using this, but I'm just hoping that they just help promote podcasting. And you, you know, that one person's like a pod, what, right. you know, that, that they yeah. might actually click on that and, and find that. And that is one thing that I do find amazing. And I've talked about this in the past is those are phone books, Apple, Google, Spotify, you know, all these different places to list your show that might get more listeners. And I have people going, should I list my show on Amazon? I don't know. Do you want your your podcast in front of 55 million people? I never, ever will understand that. If if you're a person that's like, nope, we're only in Spotify, I would love to hear why because I'm open to suggestions and insights. But right now, that's a head scratcher for me. If you're not everywhere where your podcast can be found, uh, take some time. It literally takes less than 15 minutes to get to submit your show for approval. That's the other thing I should mention here. Just by submitting for approval doesn't mean you're in right now. It doesn't. It means that you have submitted for approval in the same way that when a DJ plays a record on the radio, that doesn't mean that every radio gets it. It it means it's available to anyone who turns on their radio. When you publish a podcast, it's available for any app that you've submitted to and been approved by. I also appeared on the For the Love of Podcasting show. In fact, this hasn't actually been aired yet, so you're getting an exclusive. 
And we were talking again about growing your audience, trying things, and how sometimes things don't work, and that's how you learn. And it's funny because we we don't forget those words. When I was, oh, I don't know, 17 or whatever, I was in a band, and I could sing. I had a fairly high range, but just because you can hit those notes doesn't mean you should. And I remember I uh, my band talked me into singing a song, and my brother came out. He goes, you kind of sound like a cross between Bob Dylan and Axl Rose. And I was like, oh, that's that's not a, either one of those, you know? It was like, <laughs> so, but later. Very distinct, by the way. <laughs> it is very distinct. So we kind of, sometimes those leave a little scar. But on the other hand, I then asked him, he's like, well, you're kind of nasal. And I was like, okay. So then you, you talk to other people like, oh, you need to sing from your chest. And you learn. If you're not mm-hmm. failing, if you're not doing something wrong, then you know, you're not going to learn right now. I'm in the process of fixing up an old house and I'm into like day two and I look at the contractor and I go, so like, do you want my credit card now or afterwards? And the guy looks at me and goes, oh, I don't take credit cards. And I was like, oh, this is a learning moment. Next mm-hmm. contractor, ask them, do you take credit cards? <laughs> and so that's how you learn. And, you know, sometimes it's great if you have somebody who's, who's done it ahead of you that you can say, well, what, what did you, you know, what mistakes did you make? I want to avoid those. And that's basically what I help people do is avoid podcasting mistakes. One example that didn't make it into the book because, well, I just discovered it, but it's a great example. I need to have him come on the show. Dr. Ryan Gray has been on the show. He's got really great books. He's got he's everything. Here's a guy that's a doctor and he realized that going to medical school was a much bigger burden than it had to be. And he's been helping people basically get through medical school and almost keep their sanity. And Ryan is a great guy that jumped into his niche or niche, take your pick, and then figured out what they needed and gave it to them in the form of books and courses and things of this nature. And he just released software, mappd.com. And I'm going to have to get him on the show to give us the behind the scenes of that because he basically started a company or a software company. Another great example of this. And so this is a different strategy because so many people have a product and they create a podcast geared towards who they think will would enjoy their product. That makes sense. But what happens if you start a podcast and you're trying to attract audience A And you end up with audience B. And I talk about this in the book. My buddy, Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. And if just for the record, let's take a 10 second tangent. If you're wondering what happened to Daniel, because he was there and then he wasn't, and then he was there and then he wasn't. Daniel is perfectly fine. Daniel now has full custody of his little boy. And because Daniel is Daniel, his priorities are firmly in place and he's taking some time to raise his son. My guess would be maybe when he gets to kindergarten, maybe we'll have a little more Daniel in our life. But just for the record, he's fine. But Daniel started this show called The Audacity to Podcast, where Audacity was like the courage to podcast. Well, Audacity is also a very popular free software. And Daniel's background is in designing websites. And not only websites, but great looking websites and Websites that cost four figures kind of thing. We're not talking about a $35 plug-in to instantly turn into your website. So as you might imagine, Daniel attracted people that were interested in free software. And people that want free software are not really your target audience who then want to turn around and spend thousands 
on a website. So what did Daniel do? He built an audience by delivering value. And then he looked at them and said, well, what do these people need? And consequently, he has a course now on SEO for podcasters because that's what he wanted. He realized they were really into reviews. And so he created my podcast reviews. And then he realized that one of the things that really counts more than reviews, not that reviews don't count, they're great social proof. And they're a great great way to show that you have an engaged audience in the event you are trying to get sponsors. But he also created a plugin called Subscribe and Follow. And in fact, recently, my podcast reviews has a new feature where you get a single link for your podcast, which makes it easy to subscribe. If you want to see this in action, go to lovethepodcast.com slash SOP. And it will actually, depending on what device you're on, like if you're on an iPhone, it will put up Apple Podcasts and a couple other apps that are on the iPhone. If you're on an Android phone, it basically serves the link that you would serve if you knew what app they were on. So that's kind of cool, which again, ties into his other products, subscribe and follow. So these are all features that people in his audience wanted. So if you are getting into podcasting, you may find that times when you jump in and you find out, wow, all these people are looking for blah, blah, blah. Well, find a way to give them that and then you can charge for it. With charging people, what they're actually paying for, the buzz phrase for this in the monetization space is transformation. You're getting somebody from point A to point B, or you're getting them from point A to point B faster. You're saving them time. You're saving them money. You're helping them avoid mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. And so Dr. Ryan Gray, Daniel J. Lewis, all sorts of other people have come up with products to fit their audience. That's what I do. I basically do one-on-one consulting. Why? Because people ask for it. I have the podcast review show. Why? Because people said, would you listen to my show and tell me if it's any good? So I started my podcast and then my audience said, hey, do you know anybody that does this? And if I could rewind time, I would have set up an audio editing company because I just gave that to people. And looking back, I should have kept that in-house and either set up people to work under my umbrella or things of that nature. But I had people ask me, they're like, hey, I just want to talk into the microphone. And I was like, oh, here, go see that guy or go see her or him or things like that. So, but your audience in some cases will give you giant, you know, hey, this is what I need. Matthew Dix, you've heard me talk about his book, Storyworthy, is coming on this podcast in October. I'm excited. And Matthew had these live in-person training on how to tell better stories. And somebody said, hey, I can't make it to where you're doing these at have you ever thought of doing these online? And he was like, no, I just do them in person. And I was like, hey, Matthew, knock, knock, knock. That's your audience saying, I would pay you for that. And if there was one thing that was kind of good about this whole COVID situation, is it forced Matthew to do these online? And he's kind of crushing it with that. So again, listen to your audience. There may be times when they're telling you what they need. All you have to do is figure out a way to make it happen. And that's where The back of the book, again, Profit From Your Podcast, find it at ProfitFromYourPodcast.com, has a big giant list of tools to help you do just that. 
I do a show every Saturday morning. If you want free podcast consulting, yes! you heard me, free podcast consulting. You can come on and ask me any question you want. Go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live every Saturday morning at 1030 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a show I do with Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. And I've known Ross Brand for a while. I mentioned him earlier, Livestream Universe. And Ross has a really cool because of my podcast story. It's a podcast and a live stream show. And I had an author on to talk about self-promotion for introverts. And especially in this time of... Uh, you know, everybody working from home and needing to present on camera and on mic and, and do virtual, virtual presentations of all sorts. And she had such a good experience that she invited me to be a guest lecturer at her course at NYU. So the next two Tuesdays, I'm going to be, uh, speaking about using live streaming and, uh, doing online presentations and also helping students like evaluate their presentations and giving advice. So, uh, that's my first time I've come on with it because of my podcast story, but I'm super excited. And so am I, Ross. Thank you so much for sharing that. If you can answer that question because of my podcast blank. Feel free to go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. There are multiple ways. I do prefer to get it in some sort of audio version so I can play it here on the show, but always love to hear because of my podcast stories. And in this case, it's a great example of Ross positioning himself as an expert because, well, he is, and now he's going to do lectures at NYU. That's pretty cool. No, that's not pretty cool. That's cool. So if you'd like to start a podcast, I would love to help you. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. But what I really would like you to do is if you've never supported the show but wanted to, you're like, ah, I could be a patron, but you know, could you please, if you've ever benefited from this show, go out to profitfromyourpodcast.com. And buy the book. There'll be a link right there at the top of the page. Click on any of the images. They all go to Amazon. Profitfromyourpodcast.com and buy the book. It, again, is not how to start a podcast. If you don't have a podcast yet, it'd be. I guess you could buy the book. Thank you in advance. But this is really meant for people who have a podcast, who want to monetize it, but haven't figured out how these are strategies to help you podcast. And they're proven. These are not things that's like, well, I think if you do this, it's like, no, no, I did this. This is what's happened. How can we do that for you? Profitfromyourpodcast.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you again real soon. Until then, take care, God bless, and class is dismissed. And this is not going to be a giant pitch today, but I my book, Profit from Your Podcast, you know, I really should learn my own tagline. I really should. I got the Profit from Your Podcast part down, but uh, livelihood, listeners, something, yada, yada, yada. She is super awesome. There's a, That was such an American thing. Awesome in itself, 
means really, really good. So when I say super awesome, I just sound like a stupid American. Ugh. We are talking soup to nuts. For the wait, what does that mean really? Like I understand soup is the beginning of the meal, but why are we ending with nuts? I I don't understand that. <laughs> 